Good morning, Oregon. It's Friday, April 29th. This is Andrew Thien with a news briefing from the Oregonian in Oregon Live. Portland will soon own its own stretch of 82nd Avenue, along with the former state highway's propensity for dangerous crashes and neighbors' high expectations for substantial change. The Portland City Council unanimously voted Thursday to take control of a seven-mile stretch of the highway that lies within city limits stretching from Portland International Airport to Clackamas County. It's been owned and maintained by the Oregon Department of Transportation. The transfer is effective June 1st and will be accompanied by $185 million in funding to kickstart upgrades, including $80 million from the federal government, $70 million from the state, and $35 million from the city. Commissioner Joanne Hardesty, who oversees the Transportation Bureau, called it a victory for communities along the dangerous road. People who live and work along 82nd Avenue have pushed for change for decades, saying the state has neglected repairs and safety upgrades and allowed it to become one of the most dangerous streets in Portland for both pedestrians and drivers. At least 19 people have died on 82nd Avenue in the past 15 years. Two pedestrians died in April 2021 while trying to cross the road at the same stretch. Those deaths pushed the issue onto the front burner for state and local politicians. A Beaverton woman who says she has been tormented for more than two years by anonymous notes spouting racist and homophobic language has sued a neighbor who was allegedly caught on video leaving one of the notes on her car. The Oregonian is protecting the victim's identity out of fear of retaliation. The woman, who's in her 60s, believes she was targeted because she is Japanese and her partner is Latino. The woman hired a private investigator who captured video of 57-year-old Lorna Hunter leaving a handwritten note taped to the victim's car window. The lawsuit seeks $245,000 from Hunter for leaving the, quote, deranged, hate-filled, homophobic, and racist notes, starting in December 2019. Hunter allegedly left the notes bagged and taped to vehicles parked overnight at a condo complex in Beaverton. Messages appeared sporadically in 2020 and 2021, but ramped up aggressively this year. 14 of the 21 notes were left there this year, and five were left this month. The Oregonian and Oregon Live reviewed copies of the notes as well as a spreadsheet created by the woman tracking the alleged harassment. The notes wrongly refer to the woman's partner as her son and frequently refer to him using homophobic slurs. Starting next year, the share of TriMet's fleet that's all electric will be three times larger. The Tri-County Transit Agency is buying two dozen additional all-electric buses. The $26.7 million purchase will add 24 vehicles to the existing nine vehicles. The buses will start hitting the streets in 2023. The all-electric buses can travel up to 150 to 200 miles per charge. TriMet has one of the largest bus fleets in the country, and it's historically been the state's largest diesel user. Diesel particulates are some of the most problematic emitters. TriMet hopes to transition away from diesel buses by or before 2040, but it has a fleet of more than 700 vehicles. It's never a bad time to go to Bandon by the Sea, but next week may be just as good a time as any to head to Oregon's southern coast. May 2nd marks the first chance for beachgoers to see circles in the sand this year. That's the popular sand labyrinths created by artists on Face Rock Beach in Bandon. The artwork can be viewed either on the beach up close or at a viewpoint above. 
Artists and organizers are planning 28 events on the schedule this year. The sand art is coordinated around low tide to give volunteers enough time to draw the labyrinths on the beach. Head to hereisoregon.com to read more about Circles in the Sand or check out our podcast interview from last year with the organizer and founder. You can find that on the Peak Northwest podcast feed anywhere you listen to podcasts or use the Google machine to check it out. It's a great episode. Circles in the Sand will occur throughout the year with the last of the 28 events scheduled for August 15th. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.